Welcome to Pointed Questions. My name is Brent Weinbach. With me is Donnie Devanian. Our guest today is former camp counselor Zach Sherwin. We will be talking to him about role models and penises on this episode of Pointed Questions. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Brent. You worked for a total of seven or so summers as a camp counselor. Can I talk it through? We can figure it out together. Uh, we could do that, yeah. Can I just first yeah. mention that I was able to somehow gauge your energy and guess that you had been a camp counselor at one point. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. I, I, there was a vibe about you that to me seemed like a camp counselor. I just, you had a camp counselor vibe. And I think it's because there's something about you that it makes me think that you've um, helped younger, the people younger than you uh, understand things. You seem like a teacher. Yeah, well, I think I really found my identity at camp and then again in youth group when I was a teenager. And I think that that's carried over. That was pretty formative. But yeah, it was like when you – have you ever seen a mentalist perform? And they're like, I'm getting the sense that your birthday's in the first third of the year, not not a month that starts with M, fe- I, February, I think. And then the person makes a face and then they're like, and not the first half of the month, February 20, 26th. And the person's like, that is my birthday. That was kind of what you were like with the camp counseling well, guess. I, well, no, because then you're you're making it sound that sound like I, I didn't. I wasn't able to actually use pick up on the energies, but that I was actually just saying, I get the sense that you had a profession at one point when you were younger, and it was probably outdoors or indoors. Is that right? Can I step in? Mm-hmm. My, the thing I understand. That was a little too open to interpretation. Specifically, the way that I remember the interaction is that you sort of were like, I th- "Were you? Did you? Were you? Were you a camp counselor?" It was kind of like that. You know, you kind of were following the scent, and then you arrived at the right place. Have you yes. have you known that about other people too? Um, no, I just got. Well, yeah, maybe sometimes. I've well, I've asked. Oh, have you? You know, do you have you know, have you done this before? And they, it turns out they have because they have that kind of vibe. Look, just what it comes down to is this: you have a camp counselor vibe, mm-hmm. and I picked up on it, and especially picked up on it when you had longer hair. Oh yeah, my ponytail. There was something more camp counselory about that when you had a ponytail. Well, there was always that camp counselor who had a thing that everybody knew. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like there was a guy named House at our camp, and he was just huge, like a house. You know what it is. It's this. So it would have been ponytail. The ponytail made me, it sounded like, it seemed like one of the kids who got older and became more mature but still was a kid and could relate to the kids. Mm. That's a ponytail. Mm. So. I think that, I think when I did camp council with the ponytail, kids were excited to see it. In the same way that comedy audiences, when I would walk out on stage with the ponytail, Sorry, did I no, let the cat fine. out of the it's bag fine. and no, we didn't No, it's fine. Want? It's fine. Um, some people would laugh even before I got to the mic. They'd say my name and I'd walk out and everyone would start laughing when they saw my hair. Because they would think, what's a camp counselor doing doing stand-up comedy? <laughs> <laughs> so what is... And then the kids would react the same way. They would just, just in a different context, instead of laughing, they would be excited about it. 
Oh, Cause, really? Because you seem lenient when you got that ponytail. The ponytail makes you seem cool. Yeah, or or di- just they're like there's something different about this adult. And he doesn't have a high end tight. So the kids responded to the ponytail. Yeah, they really so, liked it. So that was an effective part of being a camp counselor was the ponytail. And again, when I was a tutor. Okay, hold on. So you um, had a ponytail every summer that you were a camp counselor? Well, no, but many of them. Did you ever have a ponytail when you were a camper? No, I didn't have the ponytail until I was in my early 20s. Uh-huh. And then you, be- you became a counselor in your early 20s. Well, I counseled for two summers in high school. Oh, wow. You mean CIT? No. Counselor in training? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, just kidding. What if I didn't know that was yeah. CIT was? Um, okay, so I went to camp from 1988 when I was eight until 1997. And then 1998 when I was 18 would have been the first year I could be a counselor at my camp. Uh-huh. But I was in love with my high school girlfriend and didn't want to leave her that summer. So I actually never counseled at my camp, which is kind of weird. But my so after my sophomore and junior year of high school, I counseled at a camp in Missouri that was you would it would be one counselor per camper, and the campers all had life threatening illnesses. So there were a lot of kids there with leukemia, some oh, kids with sickle cell anemia. It was a special camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had I did two summers of that. It was a week long, and uh, you had to like apply and. You know, it was like a whole thing. Do so you, I didn't have a ponytail then. But do you do you regret not uh, ever counseling at your your, at home, my camp? your home camp? No, I don't regret it. Have you ever thought about going back and just doing one summer? At, you know, just to just complete the cycle. Um, it'd be really strange. I guess to answer your question honestly and seriously, no, I've never thought about doing that. Why don't you want to do that at this point or complete ever complete the cycle? Like when it would have been more age appropriate or You're still right age appropriate. You seem like a young man. All you need to do is grow that ponytail out and you're perfect. <laughs> then I'll be like a year older. It takes a while. That's right. But no, you'll be you'll you'll age wise you'll be a year older, but visually oh, you'll yeah, be it'll ten bring years back down. younger. Yeah. Yeah, one step forward, ten steps back. So you don't want to do that. You just there's no part of you that wants no, to go do even, one summer. Even as we're talking about it, I think it sounds like it would be a fun thing to do, but it'd be very weird. I would be almost twice as old as the other people who are counselors. What's the average age of counselors? Um, 20, because they're between 18 and 22, I would say. Oh, really? There aren't any 25-year-old counselors? There are, but it was weird. Really? Because when I was a camper, and I never did any sleepaway camp like you did, Mm. but the way I remember the counselors were that they were... 25 to 30 years old, you know? I Do mean, you they think s- they really were? No, probably not, yeah. but they just seem that way to me. I think it pays really low. You get food and lodging, but neither one is very good, and you work all the time, and you but don't you get don't, paid you, very much. You don't get, just get food and lodging. You also get a lot of fun, don't you? Uh, a, lot of, but, a lot of fulfillment uh, also. Fulfillment, you get, you get paid, I bet, paid more than fulfillment. fun. It seemed like a lot of fun was happening after the campers were asleep. Oh, you guys partied? <sighs> I, okay, th- look. I don't even want to hear it. That's... <laughs> I do the okay. I want to save that because I feel like that there's a lot going on there. I have a <laughs> I have a story we should not fail to talk about. Yeah. Okay. We okay. just Put definitely have to. Yes. Please. Let's definitely re- remember to come back to that. All right. All right. I got. It. All right. Put that on hold. Got it. All right. So that so, was that was the high school counseling. Then I went away from it for a long time. How many years? I think the next time I worked at a camp would have been probably. Mm, when I was, let's say, 24. 
And you did it for actually school. no. I counseled at a camp the summer after I graduated from college. You can't stop. Yeah. It, 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 all different camps you've been. You've been to a bunch of camps. I can think of at least all of them in Missouri. No, that one camp was in Missouri. The camp life-threatening illnesses. One was in Massachusetts. The one after college was in Massachusetts. Yep. Then I worked. Yeah. So that was that one. That was very general counseling. Like I took kids to sports. Um, it was a day camp. They were we were probably there oh. for yeah. How, but you, how many summers did you do sleepaway camps? Uh, I think eight. Eight, maybe nine. That's so heavy. And one and one of those years we weren't at the camp, but it was a gr- a camp trip to Israel with you know with all the people who I would have been at camp that summer with. Uh huh. Oh. You know, I tell you this, Zach. I don't even know where. There's so many. There's so many points of interest here. You know, I don't even know where to oh which my, one to tackle so, right now. You know, I, I think mean, you know what to do. All right. Well, I mean, geez. okay. Well, what what kind of hair product did you use to maintain that ponytail? What is what did you do? What did you? Secret to that ponytail was no hair product ever. Is it, is that true? Ever. How often did you wash? Rarely. Once a week. You didn't wash your hair. Not much. Why? Still don't that much. Only rinse. Damn, so you just put water in it? Any yeah. conditioner? No. Ooh. And would... I would condition hair... the ponytail about once a month did to you, keep dreadlocks did, out of it. Did your hair ever smell? Probably. It did? Once I dated a girl who told me it smelled like bird seed. Did, Specific. Did the students ever, or the campers ever think your hair smelled? Not that I know of. Did your campers love you? Um... Did any of them hate you? No. None of them hated you? No. Were you strict? No. You were fun. Yes. Did you crack jokes a lot? Yes. Did you ever have to help one of the kids write a love poem to send to a woman? No. Did you ever fall in love with a counselor? Male in or, love? Male or female? That's a great question. Answer up. <laughs> Answer up. In love? Or did I ever, like, romantically? No, in love. Oh. <laughs> He's obviously got um, some. And, 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 and did, you ever, okay, did you ever fall in love with a girl counselor who, um, with, with a female counselor who was... Whose boyfriend was the the bad boy counselor, the camp, you know? <laughs> or or was the director? You know, or was the, the camp director? Did you, um, were you ever at odds with the camp director? The camp director was um, no, hmm. not when I was a counselor. There was a time that I got yelled at by the camp director. Why? But I, wasn't counsel- I wasn't counseling. Nor doing? was I a camper, though. What were you doing? You were just scoping up the scene at our camp. Between when you were a camp, so you were a camper all the way through. And then you took the summer in Israel. And then before you could start becoming a counselor, there was one more intermediate year where you did something called avodah, which means work in Hebrew. And you're not going to believe this, but you paid the camp to go stay there and um, work for the summer. You, we like There was maintenance, which was like plunging toilets and scrubbing bathroom floors, kitchen crew. You know, you did dishes and ran like an industrial dishwasher and hmm. stocked the tables. There was like um, – they had a little day camp for l- really little kids. So some people worked there. So you paid money to go do that. And during that summer, our group was uh, really, really like disobedient and smoked cigarettes and pot and um, snuck off of camp and snuck out of our building and stuff. And the director came in one time to our building and just like threw a trash can around in a display of force. And I was part of the group that got yelled at. But I was I was a real rule follower. You didn't smoke the cigarettes? No. Uh-huh. I maybe had like two cigarettes that summer. Were you a good boy? Yeah. 
Hmm. Are you a good boy your whole life? Mm-hmm. You, you still, still are. a good boy? I mean, I think at heart, I've done some things that aren't good boy things. Oh, you have regrets? No. What's your biggest regret? Um, Related to camp or not? Uh, my biggest regret? I don't... Uh, I can't think of one. What's the most guilty you've ever felt in your whole life? Mm, being mean to my mom. There's water under the bridge now. Um, it's something I still, like, have to work for, but I don't uh, think it's, like, a um, hot spot anymore. It was, though. Yeah. Until how long ago? Pretty recently. How did it become not such a hot spot? How did it cool down? Um, some introspection and um, some pretty active meditation and a couple drug experiences. On your part. Yeah. Drug experiences? Mm-hmm. Are we talking psychedelics? Yeah. Not that so good. in order to become a good boy, you had to become a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask about the type of psychedelics you... Yeah. What about the psychedelics? What kind? Um, the one that I'm really thinking of is ayahuasca. Is that a ceremony? Mm-hmm. How did that make you come to terms with your mother? I drank the ayahuasca in a ceremony and didn't really know what to expect. Wait, what kind of ceremony? The It's it's like a Peruvian cultural sacrament. Where, where'd you do it? Did you do it here or out of the country? Or at a camp? I've done it in New York and in Topanga Canyon in Los Angeles. And the times in Topanga was kind of like a camp. It's like a retreat center. Mm-hmm, exactly. A weekend sort of thing? Yeah. Were you drawn to the ceremony because of your affiliation with camp? Ooh. I think that camp... Are you are you attracted to camp environments? Yeah. You do? Because it's, fami- it's a familiar kind of atmosphere? I think that at camp, you can get out of a lot of the nonsense of non-camp environments. Mm-hmm. I can say more about that, but for now, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And um, barriers drop. And you can get to some real deep personal stuff in a way that you can't not at camp. And I think that the ayahuasca ceremonies are of the same thing as that, although they're, it's not super similar. You know how you get away from non-camp stuff when you go to camp? Do you, but do you also find that non-camp sorts of tropes start to develop within camp? For example, clicks and yeah. things like that? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. What's up with that? Well, we make non-camp for a reason, and camp is a response to it, or vice versa. I mean, what I mean is, is where do you go after that? Is there a camp for camp? Um, is there a camp away from camp? There's no camp that's perfect camp, but you don't even know that you're in non-camp until you go to camp. And then once you've been to your first camp, you can start finding one that's even closer. And... When you leave camp and come back to non-camp, you can bring camp with you. Mm. Oh, did you? So, so you, you have took to make, camp, you took camp to school. Yeah. When you when you went back to school. Yeah. And I and same with ayahuasca. Okay. You can't uh, be there all the time, but when you come back, you. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Do you know? There's a. Uh, go ahead. Well, okay. I just wanted to ask you this: the first time yeah. you went away to camp, mm-hmm. okay, eight years old, mm-hmm. did you cry? Yeah. You, you missed your home. You didn't want... Did, did you cry on the first day or did you cry on the, the 14th day? I cried for the first few days. How long were you gone for? Five weeks? A month. A month. Okay. You cry, I'm sorry. Say that again. You cried what? I'm sure I cried for the first few days, but I definitely remember crying and wanting to go home. You're only eight did years you, old? 
Mm -hmm. Did you cry on the bus ride over? Or did my, your parents drop you off? It was just my mom. Just your mom, yeah. Yeah, no dad around. So she drove me to camp, mm -hmm. dropped me off. And then um, I remember it rained really hard for the first few days. Did you, did you cry because you were going to miss your mom? Mm-hmm. And I was just scared, mm -hmm. lonely. Yeah. Yeah. That, Lots that. of feelings. And when your first day of camp, did you... Um, who, who was the first friend you made? Larry Miller. Mm-hmm. And we remained best friends until now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see him in... Uh, a week from Saturday. After that month, that f that that first month of going to camp, mm -hmm. which is your first experience with camp, and coming back and going to school, did you feel like a new man or a new boy? Well, um, at the time, I went to a Jewish private day school in Cincinnati. My camp was in Indiana. And um, I, there, there were enough people who were really similar to me that it just sort of all felt the same. Like, People kind of knew the same stuff, oh, and they were everybody even, went to camp. Camp there, not that camp, but the people who were at camp were also little Jewish kids, and I was around little Jewish kids. When it really started being more important was when I we moved to Missouri. From, so we lived in Cincinnati. I went to camp in Indiana, and then my mom's job. We moved to Missouri, and there I went to public school. There weren't a lot of Jews like there were in Cincinnati. It was a much smaller town, Springfield. And uh, then camp was and youth group were really important because nobody else was into like comedy in the way that I was and hip hop the way that I was and nerd, you know, proto nerd culture the way I was, even though we didn't have the word for it yet. And, you know, we've talked about that, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so then it really started being important. You mean people who are passionate about art and culture? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, did you, okay, so what I'm, what I was, what I'm trying to get at is, yeah. did you ever have an experience where you went away for the summer and it, it was a sort of coming of age summer for you where you came back and when you came went back to school that year you were you felt cool and strong you felt cooler than you were the previous year at school yes i would come back from camp with knowledge of new knowledge of music new jokes new fun ways to be um new did you ever yeah, go on sorry. new skills Sometimes. You learn how to swim and stuff like that? Yeah, although I didn't really care about that stuff. You didn't learn how to tie knots? Ooh. No. It wasn't that kind of camp. Arts and crafts? Yeah, I never did that did stuff. Did you ever feel even stuck up because of being at camp and having such a great time at camp and then being back at school and thinking, this is this is just, people don't even know what it's like. You guys, People don't even know what life has to, has, has to offer. I've been at camp. You have yeah. a secret. Uh, yeah, it felt like a secret. And yeah. also I would sometimes think, oh, like the kids who are really cool at my school aren't as cool as the coolest kids at camp. I was still yeah. intimidated by both groups and shy around them, but I, I could tell that the camp kids were more on the ball than the cool kids at school. Was there a camp counselor that you had that you thought that you really wanted to be similar to? You tried to emulate ever? A few. Is there one in particular that really – was the, hugely influential, especially because you didn't have a dad in the picture. Yeah, those guys were all really important. Yeah, I can think of a lot of counselors who were really influential. Uh huh. So you can't even narrow it down to like one in particular that you really felt strongly about. When I think about those camp counselors, I just think of a bunch of really nice older Jewish guys who are now I realize were like eighteen, mm -hmm. and they were like they seemed like thirty year olds though at the time. Yeah, but they did seem more like older brothers than dads. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can remember a ton of them. 
Which do you, okay? Can you tell me, including a couple bad ones that you looked up to? Yeah, let me put it this way: even the people who I who were mean to me, I just looked up to them so much that I, I still looked up to them. Even oh, there were some camp counselors that were mean to you, mean to everybody, just dicks. Huh. So there were some bad counselors. Yeah, some there counselors were too rough and just like didn't get that we were that I was. I mean, at least what were they that do? I, just kind of make fun of you guys or something? Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. make fun of us and you know i remember one counselor would like wrestle with us and it was like too much so he was like physically kind of like too rough and then there was another counselor named seth and he would just like he had a, he, looking back he had a temper in a way that wasn't okay around did you say kids. the f word yeah i remember one meal did, he did you say the sh word yeah uh-huh. he and did. the b word too uh probably oh. mm-hmm. i remember a meal where he had an expensive watch which he shouldn't have had around at a summer camp and somebody spilled some bug juice on his watch, on his wrist with the watch. Bug juice is a drink, right? Yeah, it's like Kool-Aid. Yeah. Hmm. And he slammed his fist down on the table, and a bunch of plates and cups fell over, and he stormed out. And it was, we were, I mean, he was kind of a god because he was a counselor to a rule-following nice boy like me. Maybe other people felt more irreverently towards him. But uh, I remember everyone was like, this is weird. Like, now it's different. And it was for the rest of the summer. We didn't like him. Did you try to be like those counselors that you looked up to? I think my counseling philosophy was not super deliberate or intentional, but just a vague sense of I never wanted to be – I wanted to be liked and I never wanted to be a strict, a hard ass. I just wanted to be like a nice guy who the kids liked. Was Sometimes there, to my detriment. Was there ever a counselor? Did you ever have a counselor who had a ponytail? Oof. Did I ever have a counselor who had a ponytail? <laughs> That's good. That is good. Not like I did, but it was kind of the thing, a, a thing in the culture of my camp to do something like have that outlandish of a ponytail. Like there was a guy named Nate who was into Fugazi and had pink and purple hair every summer, a counselor. And he was one of the coolest counselors. It's fun. And so doing things like that or having a, like, it, let's say there was a counselor who wore a, who cut the pants leg off of his jeans to make cutoffs and then wore it on his head all summer long. Mm-hmm. That would be like the kind of thing that everyone at camp would think was so cool and mm-hmm. emulate. Mm-hmm. And um, Do you feel like you grew a ponytail because of camp counselors like that? Um, I, let's put it this way. I think the decision to grow a crazy ponytail like that and have it for many years was not, um, my camp training didn't interfere with that decision. Sure. And And yes, I do think it contributed to it. mm -hmm. Was it fulfilling for you, um, to have been influenced by, uh, these camp counselors for them to be role models to you, right? And then to become a camp counselor yourself and be in that position and be able to influence kids? Mostly, no. You, did you, ever, you never thought about that, 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 that element? No, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't fulfilling? For did, the most part, no. Did you, feel like you, did you feel like you had an influence on the kids you canceled? Yeah, I do. But, but it wasn't fulfilling to you? No, and here's why. Except for those two weeks when I was in high school and not fully in command of myself, um, not at all in command of myself, just sort of like... A scared teenager. Um, I never got to camp council in an overnight month-long setting. Mm. It was okay. always day camps. Uh, no, but what about after when you were in your 20s? No, 
always day camp. Oh, you never did an overnight I camp? I never did an overnight oh. camp as a counselor. Sleepaway? Yeah. Oh, you never did? Never did. Oh, I it. thought you said you did it for eight years. I went to camp as a camper for sleepaway for eight years. Oh, but you... But I never counseled at sleepaway camp. Oh, the only day camps. Yeah. I see. I see. And you just camp can't form in the same way at a day camp. You can get a nice little right. mini camp, but at but night the, everybody the, goes home to their lives. And there's no... Yeah. I mean, no, people aren't uh, taken away from their their other lives and for for an extended period of time to develop this whole experience. Right. I mean, get, it's like Lord of the Flies at camp, except with less bad stuff. There's still cruelty and ganging up and, you know. There's no way that you would ever now, just for the experience of it, be a camp counselor at your home camp and do it o- an overnight month-long I would session. Con- I would consider... Um, I don't think it would uh, my I'm above 95 percent sure that that would never happen. I would consider if they were like, hey, we understand what your work is and we want you to come to camp for a summer as like an artist in residence or Mm -hmm. some kind of thing that I can't even imagine. And it made sense to me. I would consider doing it. But I don't think at this point I would ever consent to be just a camp counselor because the living conditions are it's like I'm too. You're too old for that. Too old for it. Not un- too old. I just don't want to do too it comf- anymore. No, you've. But you know, you you're not. It's not. I think the tolerance level when you're in your twenties yeah. is much higher for um, uncomfortable situations. Yeah, and putting up with kids being sure. I mean, yeah. So when you were a camp counselor, day camp, I would consider going back. That would be cool if it ever worked out. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, the. I, when you were a camp counselor, day camps. Yeah, you still though must have had some influence on the kids. I mean, they must. Some of them yeah. must have looked up to you and thought you were cool. Yeah, I think they all did. And you didn't still find something neat about that 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 you were now in that position. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay, but and not you, the profound. I would have. It wasn't as hope. Okay, it wasn't. I would so have profound. crushed it as an overnight camp counselor. I. I, I oh. oh, I. I believe it. That's yeah. That's what I do. I mean, that's what I feel like I'm doing on stage. Is I've been doing counselor. I've been doing audience warm up for TV shows a lot, and I feel like that's the same skill set. That's well, you know, huh. I think that's part of why I thought you were a camp counselor. It wasn't just the way you looked. It wasn't just the ponytail, um, but it was also, I think, partially seeing you perform on stage mm-hmm. and the way you address the crowd. To me, seemed like um, the like an old um, an older brother type of character mm-hmm. who's showing someone something cool yeah or something mm. like that i feel right? that way about myself on stage or i'm t- not trying to um bring you into my dark depressed world like some comedians are certainly not all or yeah i mean i feel like i'm sort of like here's let's a, all have fun here's together a, here's a neat thing yeah right exactly. you know which is this kind of thing that i think a cool counselor would s- say to a, a kid and even the way that you announce that there's going to be a comedy show yeah. To uh, people who might not expect their – or not, you know. Will you do an impression of me announcing to the crowd that I there's going to be a really, show? I can't really – I don't remember what you say. But you can do an impression of it. You say it oh, every, yeah. every week or whatever. Yeah. Right? Do you want me to do it? Okay, sure. All right. So I host this Sunday night show and so the room is – everyone's buzzing with dinner conversations and we're about 10 minutes away from starting the show. So I get up to the mic. Hey, you guys, I'm sorry to interrupt your meals and your conversations. I just wanted to let you know that if you are not aware, there is going to be a stand-up comedy show commencing in this room in about 10 minutes. Um, 
again, if you didn't know, this is going to stop being a good place to talk. Uh, so if you want to continue your conversations, the servers will help bring you to another part of the vast text compound. But if you keep talking here, someone will come up and ask you to stop. If you are here for the show or if you're willing to roll the dice, we have a fantastic lineup and you guys are all encouraged to say So please do hang around. show will be starting in 10 minutes. Thank you guys so much. Please don't clap after I say this. It's always awkward. And then everybody claps because they're wise guys. And then you go on to say... Um, and on Friday, Friday, the Friday Night Flick will be uh, <laughs> you know, um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yep. So um, make sure you bring your permission slips um, on Thursday <laughs> so that you all can do the, the overnight. And did you ever do that with your day camp? Did you ever do – there was did, there was always one night where they would do one overnight. Did you ever do that? I never worked one. Is there corruption in the camp industry? There's probably weird – sexual stuff that goes on but financial corruption i don't think there's enough money what kind of sexual corruption is there going there's on? just a lot of people hooking up with each other and so i bet some weird stuff happens are you still a proud, proud camper oh yeah i think camp's great you identify with it a lot yeah it's very much part of your identity yeah hmm. <laughs> who'd you have a crush on when you were camp <laughs> counselor or camper uh okay Oh, oh, Let me yeah, ask yeah. you this, actually, real quick. Yeah. Was your first kiss at camp? Uh, no, it wasn't. Hmm. But it was. It was at a camp-like environment. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? It was at a. It was at a. <laughs> it was at a bar mitzvah. Um, with like a Jewish girl from my small camp like Jewish day school where it was just like 12 of us in a room all the time how old were you? 12 oh, oh and how old was she? yeah <laughs> 12 and would you you th- threw a move on her or what? she kissed me oh she was <laughs> she put a rose in her mouth she was and aggressive. French kissed me she was aggressive yeah, she was a do- she was a dominant twelve year old woman. She was like premature. She taller. What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? You know, she was like advanced, developed. Or she was like she a, was progressed, an early bloomer. She, precocious. She was, That's what I'm trying to say. Premature. I like that. She was a little sexually precocious. Um, and what do you mean? Put a rose did, in her did mouth? Did you like that experience? Did you understand that? Yeah, I get it. I don't get it. She was wearing a rose like a dancer oh with a stem right yeah with a stem. I, I thought the whole rose was oh inside no, no. Of her mouth. the stem and then she I like put it in my mouth with her mouth did you take it oh yeah did you, did you like, like it? it i i was glad that it happened i thought it was cool did you yeah get, did you get an erection mm, i don't know oh i'm serious I'm i don't not. remember probably not it wasn't erotic <laughs> it was just like a first kiss um did it make you like dominant women from there on out Mm. Is that why? No, you... I don't think it was formative sexually. Mm-hmm. Did you like her? Yeah. Was that the last kid? Do you like dominant women? <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah. Are you more? <laughs> Why'd of a, you perk up so much? Are you more of a submissive? Would you say you're more submissive when it comes to <laughs> physical relationships with women? In or out of the bedroom? Like kind of. Let's start in. Vo- all right, fine. Let's start in. No. Oh, you're not. But mm-hmm. out. Out you like – sorry, say that again. You like what out? Um, I like not having all the power in a relationship. Right, right, right. Do you, did you learn anything about the bedroom at camp? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What? This is like – This is everything. This is You know those lateral thinking puzzles and people ask yes or no questions? You know what I'm talking about? Mm. 
And then they ask all these irrelevant questions and then they hit a good and you're like, now you asked a good question. Mm. Yeah, I had some pretty formative sexual stuff at camp. Have we asked any bad questions? No. <laughs> what was the worst question asked today so far? And there's one I didn't even get to ask. Oh, yeah. Do you want to ask it now? I want to stay on this. Though. But also, let's not forget about that other thing that we have. Oh, yeah. We're waiting on and that actually ties oh, into this. I think it is going to tie into it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a, I had a oral sex for the first time at camp. Oh, my oh, gosh. God. I don't I okay. can't even. I, <laughs> I don't swear even, to God. We, we cannot even I, talk about I, we, We're going to have to edit that just out. Just shut down. How could you say on, that? The way on. you pronounced we're gonna, everything. We're, we're going to have to edit that out, but go on. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this clean? Okay. Oh, boy. That really shook me. I know. That was a little... The way he kinda, said it, That too. was kind of heavy, actually. Oral, I mean, he is... That's kind of heavy. Well, it, it was right. a camper? You've gone to... Your camper? Hit us. I w- it a was counselor. A context, baby. Avoda. Oh, the in-between thing. Mm-hmm. God, those... Now, those... Wait, how... Those were, the, those were the trouble years, huh? Those are bad boy years. No. You smoked cigarettes, You smoked I, two cigarettes, Like, two cigarettes. You smoked two cigarettes. You... Um, involved yourself with women? orally women, with women. Yeah. Wait, how old are you again? He's I was, seventeen. I was seventeen. Okay, seventeen. Mm-hmm. What's it called again? Avoda. 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 Yeah. You have to do this. You don't have to. It's like being in the Israeli military. It's really fun. It's like working with your friends, and you don't act. I mean, you do have to do work, but it's not as grueling as it could be. You're not like a. You Did know. you ever get naked in front of other men at camp? Oh, yeah. Really? It's just, who cares, right? Yeah. That was the attitude, right? Yeah. You weren't even stressing. And you then saw by the, other penises? By the time we were teenagers, <laughs> I saw, I was seeing, That's a great question. I was seeing adult man penises on the reg, ev- like, adult man? Yeah. The <laughs> counselors. What are you talking about? Oh, you saw theirs? They in sh- the showers. Oh, they all, showers. whoa, 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 hold on. You, oh, you all showered together? The oldies and the youngies? And this ties into the oral sex story. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. You oh. guys all, you guys uh, are all in the same shower together? Yeah. So I was seeing- Why? Isn't there, are there not private showers? It doesn't no. work like that. Not at this camp. <laughs> this is this is which camp? This is, the camp is called the camp is called Goldman Union Camp Institute, but the and the acronym was Gucci Camp Gucci. We called it. Damn. Uh, okay, I got to sidetrack real quick for a yeah. second. Did you um, do you like camp movies like Meatballs? No. Camp Nowhere. Never seen it. Ernest goes to camp. Don't remember it. The TV show Salute Your Shorts. Mm, Hell yeah. Never really saw it. You, you, you're not into camp media. Not really. Huh. Did you like camp videos that taught you, showed you what, what goes on at the camp? Did you ever I liked like Wet Hot American Summer. Mm. Yeah, I think you like that for other reasons, though, right? I don't. Did you like that because of because you like comedy, or did you like that? And now you, you probably say both, but did you like it because it's about camp? It takes place at a Jewish summer camp. It's com. I mean, I liked it because it was comedy, but it was about, you know, it's like if you perform at a plumbing convention and you do plumbing material, they're going to be like, oh, my God, yes. Did you ever get, when you were younger, did you ever And they so clearly went, all went to Jewish summer camp. Did you ever get camp brochures and get excited about just flipping through the pages? Yeah, they were yellow. And you like looking at the different activities you could do? Oh, yeah. I would look, we would get the camp brochure and I would look in it and see all my friends. Would you ever look for pictures of yourself? Yeah. Did you ever get in the, the Never. brochure? Oh. Never got in the brochure? No. Another reason why you might want to get, go, go back, back to camp. You could be in there as a counselor or get your picture in there. You think they still shower together like that? 
Yeah. If you ever went back to camp, would you grow the ponytail out? Mm, maybe I'd do something else fun with my hair, like yeah. have a mohawk or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Pink. Yeah, dyed mohawk. That'd be fun to do um, for the summer. Wait, why do they? Why, why is everyone showering together? Why didn't they have? That's how shower? the showers were. It was just a room with maybe like twelve shower heads. Showering with naked people all the time. Does that, does that make you really comfortable with nudity now? I used to do naked stand-up comedy. What? Okay, in right. Boston. So yeah, it's in New York. Being around. Um, so you're not at all. You're totally fine with penises and yeah. th- and so forth. Yes. And then in, once we were teenagers, like, it got really homoerotic and people were doing stuff with their dicks all the time. Hmm. What was the most homoerotic thing that happened? I mean, my friend Dan, like, I mean, this is messed up. Like, he got in trouble for it, but he put his dick on a girl's neck while she was sleeping on a bus one time. I was don't it, think what, that's like, like, that's not a good prank. It's was like, he aroused? That's not he... homoerotic. No, you're right. Uh, the homoerotic stuff was like guys would like – I remember when I was 13, I, guess, I came back in the cabin and my friend was just like jacking off. Like I walked in and he was like, hey, man, and he was just sitting there jacking off. He said, hey, man, or you said, hey, man? I remember him cracking up and being like, and he continued, hey, man, and, and he, he kept jacking off. And how old were you then? 13 or 14. And was that guy's dick hard when he uh, should put oh, yeah. on the neck? And he had a big <laughs> dick for a 13-year-old. Wait, on the neck it was hard? Oh, no. the ne- That was a different thing many years later. He was flaccid on the neck. <laughs> I think so. Okay, but then back to the when you walked in on the guy, he yeah, was yeah. hard? Yeah. I mean, And people used insane. to jerk off in the back of the bus all the time. I mean, the sexual stuff was really a big deal. Do you feel like um, camp is pr- a particularly sexual place? Yes. It people is. are massaging each other all the time. Do you think it has something to do with that they're away from home and yes. they're free and yeah. now they can just explode and anything that <laughs> they can just, you know, yeah. do whatever they want. And, and look, yeah, the, I mean, the authority figures keeping you apart from each other are like 18-year-old men and women. You know, it's like they're really pretty – they're even hornier than you are. And they're worse. Yeah. And they did some, they did some stuff. Are they pulling oh. out their dings too? I mean, you see your counselor's penis all the time in the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you ever look at a look at a counselor? And skinny dip, all that stuff. Did you ever look at a counselor's penis and think, I want to be like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if a counselor had a big penis, everybody knew. I know, but th- was that part of the influence? This is a serious question. Did you, I mean, it's obviously humorous in nature, but it, did you, in the sense that you looked up to your counselors, did you ever yeah. look at a counselor's penis and think, I want to have a penis like that at one point? <laughs> no, but you, no. But it was kind of like I would uh, I would know that my body would look like that at some point. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Before I went through you puberty, were, I knew that you was were ahead. that confident. <laughs> That's the difference with day camp. Oh You're not going to see your counselor's penis at day camp. <laughs> And at overnight camp, you do see it. And that's, why, and that's why it wasn't a fulfilling experience. <laughs> yeah, I wanted this those kids really to see You wanted your kids to be influenced, influenced by you. Because <laughs> the kids didn't get to see your penis. Oh, my God. You didn't get to show them this is what you have to look forward to. I'm sorry, that is a good question. Actually. That's, of course, not what I'm saying. But <laughs> no, but I, no, there's no, but there no, is to a degree. A way, yeah. To a degree, and not in any kind of perverted way. But, I mean, to show it's, you, kids, this is what your body will look like. And it's a cool, natural thing. Hey. I don't it's 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 not even on the top 100 pieces of the interaction between a kid and a counselor on what you're there for from the counselor's end sure. to have that but it is true 
that if you live together for a month in the same place and shower in the same place and swim in the same place, you're going to see each other's penis. And that creates an intimacy and a relationship that just like being in the same place from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day just does not have. But you didn't see everyone's. Oh, yeah. Dick. Oh, yeah. Everyone's (laughs) dick. You wouldn't have seen mine. I guarantee it. There, I guarantee there, you. there were shy kids and this is the one ev- thing you would even not the shy see. kids. There was probably two kids ever who you never saw their dick. Did you ever kiss another boy? No. <laughs> there was one uh you know, I did once there was one summer where I kissed one boy, but it was like fast and not sexual. It was a joke. It was like a yeah, Just it was like an experiment goof. type of thing. Yeah. What, was it right, not even what, an experiment. But was it a, was it a joke for that the other yeah, guy involved? Everybody knew it was a thing. Wait, we would go, was well, it in front of people or wait, alone? Go, yeah. What, what, going back into the guy who was masturbating when you walk into the room, though. Going back <laughs> oh, yeah. to that. Uh-huh. What happened with that? He just kept doing it. And what did yeah. you do? And what did you do? It puts you in a weird spot. You, I don't remember exactly what I did. Did you watch him for a little bit? But I probably went. I probably you know expressed had, revulsion. Had you started masturbating and then went away? Probably. Yeah. Where did you start masturbating for the first time? In camp or at home? At home. Was that guy watching something or just out of his? It was before there was watching things. Of course nice. it was. What, well, some what was kids, he looking at? Was he looking some kids at had magazines. Maybe he had a magazine. That's what he meant. Was he watching a magazine? No, it was, yeah, that's yeah. real contraband. We were younger than that. It Got was like it. 13 or 14. Kids did have porn magazines later mm-hmm. on, but uh, he, I mean, when you're, you know, you guys remember, when you start jacking off, you don't need, you don't need it's nothing. got a mind of its own. Would you ever? <laughs> would you ever have done something like that, kid? We did do stuff like that. I mean, what's the most raunchy thing you did as a thirteen-year-old? Oh, as a thirteen-year-old, I mean, there's just a lot of like taking your dick out and like, <laughs> you know, be it like having your balls around and oh, see, I never it and stuff at camp. It jacking gets really it? Did you get jacking there. at stuff. Jacking it. Oh, oh, oh. just a- anywhere. We weren't aiming. You'd like. Um, you know, what, are you what would it be like? You'd like... Um, or do you have no problem taking your penis out right now? I'm, I'm not saying I don't want you to do that, but I'm saying in public... Well, you obviously did naked comedy. Did you... Uh, I mean, do you... You don't care about pe- your penis. No. I mean, you don't care. It's not something super private to you. You're the no. kind of person... But you also don't strike me as the kind of person who takes their penis out all the time. And there are people who like that. There who are. don't care. I'm know? not a guy who needs to take my penis out. Would but, you do it for a bit? But you could. If I asked you to do... If I asked you to take your penis out for a bit but people wouldn't even see your face though yeah what about mm-hmm. did you do that pre-ayahuasca too yeah huh. I, I probably haven't taken my penis I definitely haven't taken my penis out on stage since ayahuasca mm. but I it's not that I wouldn't you just stood you were on stage in front of a big crowd doing stand up naked there's a guy in Boston named Andy O'Feish who runs a show called the Naked Comedy Showcase mm. and comics perform naked oh guys and girls yeah and, and and are they just they're did, not hard? Did you see girls naked at camp? You ever that's a, that's in, a great question. Did you ever sneak into the, the once the girls we bunk? once we raided the oh. girls area and like but that means this is a, as a camper or as a, counselor? a camper as a camper. We snuck out at like four thirty one night and brought sleep brought our sleeping bags over to the girls area and just laid them out in front of like the corresponding girls cabin to our year, and then like went back to sleep. And, like, you know, we're giggling a lot and we're breaking the rules. Right. And then in the morning they came out and we were all there. And we were like, ah! And so they, they giggled the and door? screamed and stuff. And then I remember this one girl. Wait, I'm sorry, your sleeping bags were where? Just out in the gravel, like in the uh-huh. middle of the girl's oh, outside, area. outside, though. But in front of this girl's cabin. So when yeah. they open the door in the morning to walk out, they see you. Yeah. And how old are you guys? Mm. 13. 
No. 14. 16? 16. Ooh. 15 or 16. And what, it, what was the point, though, to see? Just to raid the girls' area. That was a thing that happened okay, at camp. Okay, okay. And then they would scream, and then what? Squeal. We'd get in trouble and get told <laughs> to go back to our cabins. Squeal. And then we would, like, it would just add to the flirt tidal wave that was accumulating. Right. It and just then, ramped um, everybody up. And so I remember that this girl was up earlier. Like, some people got up really early. It was weird. And this girl was one of those. And she was coming back from the shower. And I remember she walked up the stairs in a towel. And I, it was the first time I ever saw a vagina. Whoa. Whoa. And she, I haven't thought about that in a really long time. When you saw that when you were 16. 16? 15 or 16. And she was the same. Were you just thinking to yourself, wow. I was like, I can't believe that I just saw that. Did she see you see what did you? What did it look like? Um, I remember <laughs> I she had. Was she, wait, go on. My memory is just. Uh, it looked like a. I mean, it looked like a vagina, but I'd never seen one. I mean, she had blonde pubic hair. She had pubic hair. Yeah, you know, she, she was, was developed. 16. She was yeah. developed. Sorry, did she see you see it? I don't think so. How and did she see it exactly? The the cabins were up a flight of like they were high up on like. They were they were built on hills and the cabin was up mm -hmm. on it and then there was like a you staircase saw, uh, that came down. You saw down. up the towel. She yeah she climbed up some stairs oh, and I saw I up the towel. Did you, what did you did your heart pound when you saw that? I don't remember <clears throat> it being very erotic. I just remember seeing it and being like, oh man, I've seen that girl. And she wasn't she was just like kind of a quiet shy girl. Did it make you have a crush on her? No. Did you tell your friends? Really? Maybe. Did you think she was pretty before that? Not, um, she wasn't unpretty, but no, not not especially. Did it have a profound effect on you that you saw it? I can still clearly remember what it looked like. What I mean is, is did it change the way you lived your life? No. It didn't change the course of your life? Did it change the course of that summer? No, not in any significant way. What was the last year of camp? 16? Avodah was 17. No, but that's not quite camp, is it? No. So last right. year as a camper. So when you're 16, you're in Israel. When you're 15 is your last year as a camper. Mm. And did you kind of kiss girls every summer that, or every time, every sleepaway camp? No. There were some kisses, but not much until that summer where... You were 17. 17. And then you, what, how, how'd that sort of start to yeah. get there? Wait, is that, the, are we getting to the big, the big boy? Let's get there. Yeah, we're getting to hey, the big boy. Hey, let's go. You want to go there? Let's right go now? there. I'm ready if you guys are. So what, all right, fine. What happened? This is during Avocar, whatever? Yeah. Avopart, what is it? Avopart? Avocado. Avocado, what is it called? Avoda. Avo, avoda. 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 Mm -hmm. What happened? Okay. We had this thing at our camp called Yom Sport, which means sport day. <laughs> oh, boy. And it was the color war. <clears throat> the color war? Yeah. So there were four teams, blue, green, red, and yellow. Every year, maybe five. It doesn't matter. And uh, it was a huge secret when it would be like it was a one of the big climaxes of the summer was Yom Sport. All activities would be canceled. Everyone would participate all day in Yom Sport. A ton of planning went into it. They always had a it's big Yom Sport. Sport. <laughs> I'm sorry, I jumped the gun on that. But I, 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 Yom Sport. It's, it's called Yom Sport. <laughs> That's a terrific pun. Yom, you know from like Yom Kippur. Yeah. Oh, day. Yeah. Yeah, and sport is just a yum cosmo. Sport. Okay, yeah, but and, and the, this story is going to turn out to be yeah, yum, it's going to be yum, yum spurt for okay. sure. Okay, I'm going to give you some good stuff. Uh, is what I said to that. Okay, um, so they would announce it in secret ways. Like remember the same announcements where we had to ask out our dates to the Avodah prom. So 
they would always announce Yom Sport in a surprise way. One year, the rabbi of the, like the chief rabbi of the camp, the head rabbi, whatever he was called, was like, okay, you guys, so you know that when you're 16, you take that trip to Israel. Um, I went, when I went to Israel, my friend and I were like closest of buds on that trip and we would talk about what we wanted to do when we grew up. And I always said that I wanted to be a rabbi and he always said that he wanted to be a musician and both of us fulfilled our dreams. It's my pleasure to introduce and my whole table looks at each other and goes, it's the Beastie Boys. Oh my God, it's going to be one of the Beastie Boys. We loved the Beastie Boys so much. We'd listen to them all summer and we couldn't believe it. We knew it had to be. And he goes, please welcome the Bare Naked Ladies. And we were like, uh-huh. oh, no. Uh-huh. And then they came out and sang, if oh, I poor, had... A- poor guys, though, those Bare Naked Ladies, uh-huh. right? I well, mean, they had a number one hit. They're doing These kids great. are so unappreciative. Shit, shit. You know, Maybe in the next time you do Ayanaska, your next revelation is that you're going to Start to appreciate bare naked ladies, huh? You know what? Uh, well, I kind of like a uh, couple bare naked lady songs. Yeah, and that the was probably, nice that was probably post your clever post, lyrics. Post so then he comes out and they start singing "If I Had a Million Dollars," which was their only hit at the time. Years away from one week, mm. and at the end, instead of going, "If I had a million dollars, I'd be rich," he goes, "Dollars, it's Yom Sport." <laughs> And then everybody went nuts, and then they're, and then the team captains ran oh, in, and wow. they're painted blue and red and yellow and white, and everyone's screaming, and you just know it's going to be a crazy fun day. So the team captains were always one counselor and then either a second counselor or a special avodah person. And I was a rule follower and, like, you know, like, perform me, and everyone really liked me who was the head of avodah, and I got recommended to be a team captain. And my coat, I was of the blue team. The blue oh, team. <laughs> yeah. Young, young spurt. Well, I was thinking when you said yellow team, I was thinking you should have said blonde team. Oh. You know, to she reference. had red hair. So my team captain was a counselor. She was well, a, I was. I was referencing the vagina that you saw. Oh, earlier, yeah. good, good, good. <laughs> the blonde. But yeah. Go on. The blonde gina. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Go on, gina. <laughs> Um, so my, anyways, I'll cut to the chase. The, my, my team captain and I were like flirting all day kind of, and she was a counselor. I'd known who she was, but not really. Mm-hmm. And actually she had a brother in, I'll get to that part later. So we just, I remember at the end, it was the final ceremony and we were sitting there and our legs were kind of close together. And I remember that I put my, she was sitting like. And you're wearing shorts. Cut yeah. Everyone's wearing, wearing shorts. You're wearing cutoffs. Yeah. 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 And wearing- we've been you're wearing cut-offs? Was I wearing cutoffs? Yeah. Probably not. Was she, well, what were you wearing? Just regular shorts? Yeah, just regular shorts. Mm-hmm. Were they cargo shorts? Probably. What did mm-hmm. you put in those little pockets? Nothing. Okay. What maybe her? maybe gum. What was she wearing? She had on short, like blue Umbro style, like cool. You know, real short soccer shorts. shorts? Yeah. yeah, soccer shorts. Mm. Yeah. Okay. With blue knee socks, like pretty okay. high up. Okay. And she was really. Hey, I think it's cool. She was really developed. What do you mean by that? She was a woman. Oh, like she was eighteen. Say no more. Say no more. She was like a woman. Same. In college, she was eighteen. She was old, way older than you. In fact, she was ni- she was nineteen. I was seventeen. Say no more. Say nothing. And so, w- I remember we were sitting there, and it was dark, and they were showing us a slideshow. It was like instant nostalgia. You would see slides from the day, and uh, I put my hand like underneath the bend of her knee and started like kind of just stroking it. Whoa! Where'd you get that idea from? I don't know. I was just <laughs> improvising and horny, <laughs> and um, then we made out that night, and then we were kind of like dating. At camp, but I was really scared and for like like weeks. You mean no, it Dave. didn't last very long. So we we made out, and then 
the second time we hooked up, it was in the life vest shed um, where they kept the life vests for the canoe trips. And ev- all the couples at camp had their spots like staked out and you like couldn't go to certain places to hook up because it was like the territory of some other couple. Right. And everybody kind of knew. And respected that. And so, respected it. Was there drinking going on? Not with me, but there was drinking going on. Sorry to hear that. And so we went and the, people had been talking a lot about um, titty fucking that summer. Oh, my God. And I mean, what? I don't even know if I want to hear anymore. Oh, my goodness. It's and so we started kissing in the pool shed that night. And I, can't, she, I can't hear this. Do you keep, not want to hear keep, it? No, keep going. Keep going. Okay. She was like, have you ever titty fucked someone before? And I was like, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. I just wanted to be like, term alone. I've been talking about this with, it's been the joke, the running gag of the summer is just the concept of titty fucking. And I was like, have you been eavesdropping on our gags? Um, anyways, so then we did that. And then she was like, and you've done nothing. At, yeah, this, this is a point? real ramp up. I fingered one girl before this. Ugh. Yikes. Ugh, don't even Ugh. say that word. Jesus. <laughs> Go on. Sicko. Though. And so then she was like, I want to, I don't even, I don't know what she would have said. I don't, maybe she said to suck your dick, but then she, <laughs> I, 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 go, I, then she gave me, um, no, don't do it. <laughs> okay. I'll stop there. No, I'll leave the rest to your imagination. I, I have a detail that's really good. If you guys can handle it, no, I'm just playing. Uh, go ahead. but no, you gotta, yeah, no, he's, he's playing. No, I'm just playing. Come on. Hit me. Okay. Hit, this hit ain't shit. Hit Let's go. After she did the deed. She spit it out on the floor of the lifeguard shed. And she said, yum, spurt. <laughs> Go on. And then hang in there. Nobody, like, ever washed the floor. So I would go back there, like, all summer and look at it, and there was still, like, a cum stain on the floor of the lifeguard shed. Wait, was it a carpet floor or wood? Uh, cement. Cement. Oh, cement. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever washed it. Yeah. And so the whole you... summer? For a couple weeks. And, and oh, it went away eventually? Did you ever show anyone? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, damn. Yeah, I remember my, my best friend had not had as much sexual, like, that was a big, I, like, skipped a bunch of places you there. You warped all the way to yeah. TV. When you TV. went back to, you're well, 17, right? One sec. Okay. I, I kept it secret from a couple of my friends because I didn't want them to feel bad that they had, ha- that I was, like, now a different person than they were. Did you feel different? Did you feel different? Yeah. You didn't connect to those boys anymore? You were in way too confident. I remember going to the... Unit head of Avoda, like the guy who was in charge. There were two women and one man in charge. And I went to the guy who I really liked and like looked up to. He was a dad, older brother guy. And I was like, hey, can I talk to you? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I got my dick sucked and I titty fucked. And he was like, yeah. And then that summer in between sessions, um, everybody like there's a couple days in between and People's parents came and like took them to hotels and ever you know visited for a couple of days. My that didn't happen, and I didn't sort of know that you were supposed to. So I was like alone for a couple of days at camp, and that guy took me and we like went and got beers. I was seventeen. How old was he? Twenty three. Dang, he just thought I got. We show were this we were like he, actually he, he friends. Con- he considered you a man now. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Titty fuck. It was a big summer. That must when have been. Did you, just did, huge, were you? Man. Did you still have a year left in high school, or was? The, yeah, that's so when you such went, a good question. So when you went back to school that year, yeah, what was that like? I mean, well, 
Were you just the king of your high school no, in your mind? No way, because I was going back to my senior year of high school. So people had been – I was just relieved that I was a kid who hadn't – I was no longer a kid who hadn't gotten a blowjob. I mean there were kids who had been having sex for years. So that was my next thing. I, I still didn't feel like I was in an okay place, but I was relieved to have gotten that over with. And also – That was important to you? Yeah, I felt to, really to bad. To become that more I, sexual experienced yeah, yeah, before felt, becoming old, too, too old. Or yeah, something. Mm, yeah. I think seventeen is, by some measures, on the late side of you know doing stuff like that for the first time. Why? Why is that? In, was that important to you? Um, I don't know. I was insecure. Do you ever miss that girl? Curious. Um, do you ever think about her? Yeah. Do you ever think about that stain? Aside from talking about it like you did just now, do you ever think about it on your own? I don't ever just like if I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> If you saw a movie of me, it wouldn't just be like I would be sitting there and then a smile would come over my face and I'd be like, hey. Yeah. But when you're stuck in traffic, do you ever think about that 13-year-old boy masturbating in your bunk? <laughs> I haven't thought about that for a while. No, do you ever – You probably um, would have taken a picture of that stain if you had had a phone back then. I mean, you I probably would have. a tattoo of it. No, that's not true. Uh, I know somebody who saved their first condom that they ever used. Actually. Whoa. Yeah, but anyway, that's, a, that's another that's – that's for uh, – that's not, yeah. That's not one, one quick detail about that girl. Yeah. I alluded to it before. Completest listeners, this is for you. Her brother was in Avoda with me. Mm. Oh, yes. And he comes up to me a couple days after we start hooking up, and he's like, I hear you're hooking up with my sister. And we weren't particularly close. And I was like, Yikes. Yeah, it's true. And he was like, There's a lot worse guys she could be hooking up with. And I was like, Cool. And that was the last we ever said of it. Oh. Huh. So he didn't say, um, stop. I heard you've been uh, messing around with my sister. And you said, yeah. And then he said, she's pretty good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say, like, she didn't. <clears throat> yeah. What? No, got, no. You just, got one? I mean, he didn't know, like, any specifics, obviously, titty fucking or anything like that. Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't get specific at all. I heard <laughs> you've been messing around with my sister. And you're like, yeah, I yep. Been, I heard you've been having breast sex with my <laughs> sister. Is that, yeah. Is that, how old was he? 17. Oh, he was the same age as he was. like 11. He was, oh. Se- Avodah. Oh, he was young. He, it, was, it was her younger brother. He, did, yeah. he seemed a little protective, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were he you wanted intimid- to let me know that he knew. Were you intimidated? No, he wasn't an intimidating guy. Nice there, guy. Who did you get intimidated by the most at camp? Did you ever... Um, I don't know. Did Older, you ever get, mean. There's a guy named Sarge at my camp who I found intimidating. Did you ever? Did you ever watch a TV show called Bug Juice? No. Hmm. On the Disney Channel. I remember that commercial. Yeah. No. Did you? Um, you know, honestly, we've kind of spent a lot of time on camping, but we haven't been talking so much about counseling. I know. I mean, I taught a rapping and beatboxing class one summer at a camp. Did you ever discover some serious talent teaching those classes? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. I taught a kid who is an incredible musician and I think is a model now, What's... but could have done anything he wanted. Hmm. Where did you... And count... he was in my rapping and beatboxing class and he was great at rapping and beatboxing. Hmm. Did you ever have fights with other counselors when you were a counselor? No. Did you ever tell a counselor that you didn't, th- he, who you thought was unethical? Oh, that's a tell, good one. Did you ever confront him? I don't think that ever or happened. Most you, people who are camp counselors are pretty nice. 
Like it's a weird job to have if you're like a hard driving asshole. What's yeah. the most mischievous thing you did as a counselor? Oh man. Well, again, it wasn't overnight. <clears throat> right. Um, Still though. But but didn't you didn't you party? We talked kind of alluded to that earlier, right? Like didn't you kind of party after the kids went to bed? No, they but they didn't. Oh, he's talking about Avo Pair. He's like they didn't. Right, 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 he didn't. Right. They didn't. They they partied then with the kids because he was at the sleepaway yeah. as right, an Avo Pair, right. but he didn't. As a as a camp counselor, he only did gate day. Right, camp, you only so, did day camp. I know, you know, I know. I just thought maybe I'm sure, sometimes I'm sure, he stayed the night. I'm sure he went to parties after the day was over, but that was. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That you yeah. probably met up with those pe- the counselors at. Oh, it was only. Yeah. Oh, actually, did you become friends with any counselors when you were a counselor? Um, you yeah. Just didn't, no. mm-hmm. I had a couple like casual friends. There was one girl that I thought I was going to make out with, but I turned out to be wrong. Is there were there any kids that hmm. you really didn't like that you had when? You oh were yeah, a there's counselor? always kids you don't like. What's the worst kid you had? Um. What color was his pubic hair? <laughs> what was the worst kid you had? Yeah. Uh, no, I just did a scan and no one jumps out. It's just kids who are... What's an example of a bad kid? Just a f- Yeah, an example of a bad kid, um, probably at the, like, the camp where I worked after, right after I graduated from college that summer. Um, I really liked my co-counselor that summer. He was a high school kid, and his name was Boris, and he was really a great dude. Hmm. Um uh, he was really like popular and like a jock and like athletic and cool and stuff. But he was in high school and I had just graduated from college, so we were kind of on the same level. Did you? Did it was you, nice. Did you just love being a camp counselor? Yeah. Even during the daytime. Yeah. Did Bad you, kids were. You you can imagine what they were like. You'd tell them to do something and they'd be like, "Now!" and then they'd hit another kid. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to discipline them a little bit. Um. Yeah. Did you ever? Um. <clears throat> do you do you feel like you were passionate about being a counselor? Nah. No, you didn't have a passion for it. I, you know what I do have a passion for is doing bits and being fun in an uncle kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a trick. Showing people cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, showing you people have a, cool you stuff. You do have a, a, a passion for that. Right, hacky sacking with a bunch of kids. I taught kids how to hacky sack at almost every camp where I worked, and we would stand around and do it, and I just loved it. Do you, do you want to have kids one day? I don't. I'm not opposed to it, but not actively. Why not? Because you had so much fun being a counselor, and you had so much. Fun, you have so much fun showing people cool stuff, especially young people. Do you like particularly young people showing young people stuff, cool stuff? Um, do you like the idea? Of not that young. You don't. Do you not really care about the idea of influencing young people? I think I do things that can influence young people, like, you know, I think making videos that go on YouTube and being part of epic rap battles. And that feels good. Yeah, I really like that. You don't want to do that on a more intimate level with with children of your own. I'm not opposed to it, but it's not a desire that I have strongly right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll change down the line, but at this point in my life, that's not how I feel. Would you send him to camp though if you did have kids? Oh yeah. Did you? Does your mom want you to have kids? I'm sure she does, but she's really cool about it. Is eight too young to send off to sleepaway camp, or is no. that a good age? Eight's the good. It's a good start. Yeah. Is twenty? Is twenty five too young to send your your son to, to camp? I th- there should be camps for adults. Adults, adults. there are. There's adult there are. tennis camps. I know that. Yeah, retreats and retreats. Where did you camp council? What what states? Massachusetts, and Missouri, and that's it. Were there a difference between kids in each state, or no? People are all well. The, same. the kids in Mes- I mean, the kids in Missouri had had just exceptionally difficult lives in that particular way because they had gotten sick at really young ages. Oh, that's right. They were they they had the illnesses. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. The kids in Massachusetts were all like pretty rich. Did you ever cry as a counselor? Um, Good one. I cried a lot as a camper at the end of the summers. 
Um, as a camper, you said. Yeah, because I would be sad as, to be saying goodbye to my friends. No, I'm saying as a counselor. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying oh. to think. Well, okay, you cried. I'm sure I cried at in ca- at camp right. in high school. You cried when you – hold on. Let's, all right, so you cried when you went away to camp for the first time, definitely. Oh, yeah. Two Ooh, days straight, crying. yeah. Out of sadness. You, you know, being away from home. You got used to it, obviously, and then you got then you started crying because you're going to leave the place. Yeah, you got you. So you cried at eight years old. Yeah, leaving camp. Yeah, and then you cried every summer. No, did you ever have a a, a, a last night powwow with your bum oh, or whatever, yeah. Oh, yeah. where it was the last night you guys mm-hmm. were going to be together, and then you guys got together in the woods mm-hmm. and camped out or something, or put a campfire and just talked about the your, last your favorite moments of the, the the month and you know just you guys cried a little bit together the last week of camp is like all that stuff do you cry with other k- kids yeah you cried together yeah do, how often do you cry now um i think a good amount would you say once a week no definitely not once a month mm, probably, no let me just say i think probably once every 3 to 4 months i cry the, the past few times I've done ayahuasca, I have an amazing, like, soul cry at the end of it. I love it. Did you – so did you cry as a counselor? I don't really remember crying as a counselor, except at that camp when I was in high school. Dur- the, 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 one, the, the illness yeah. one. It was called Camp Rainbow. Yeah. And uh, you cried because these I mean, kids were just – It's so heavy probably. It, it's just a heavy situation it's for just, these kids. It's like – it was like a mini version of Gucci – which was, you know, you were with people all the time. It was a sleepover camp. It was really intense. There were high stakes because you knew. I, I went two years, and between year one and year two, my really good friend Monica, she some of the counselors were, like, Jewish kids, and some of them were people who had, you know, illnesses themselves. And Monica passed away between the two summers, and that was really, really difficult. We were, like, super good friends, and she was, like, the first person I kind of knew who died. Mo- Monica? Yeah, that she was She was a name. counselor? She was a counselor. Oh, why did she pass away? Leukemia. Oh. So even the counselors had some of them. Illnesses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that was oh, that's heavy. That was tough. So you know we would the next summer. I remember her boyfriend and I were friends, like her camp boyfriend and I, and I'm sure we we did cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Do, did any of the kids write you like letters, like at the end of camp? Um. Like when you were a counselor. Yeah, there was the kids sometimes would. Like do a thing, you know, make some, you something or give yeah, you something. Yeah, they would all sign a thing. But you, keep it or no? You know what just happened in April? I did a show at Tufts, and uh, the gig came about because a girl who I had counseled at the camp in Massachusetts, where I taught rapping and beatboxing, she just remember. I hadn't even been her counselor, but she just knew who I was because you know who all the counselors are, and she had followed what I've been doing and seen my videos and you know seen me perform live in Boston at some point. And she hired me for a gig. So I just did. It was one of the most fun gigs I've done in like months and months was at that Tufts gig. Oh, that's cool. Huh. So people do kind of stay in touch. I know a couple other people who like were my campers. Hmm. Huh. And They've gotten in touch with you. Yeah. Now they're like in their early 20s at this point and they're like people out in the world. There's a girl named Emily who I keep in touch with on Facebook every now and then. <laughs> um, uh, what, do you think that being in camp – and being in a place where it was pretty normal to cry for different reasons and be open about it, did that make you a more uh, emotionally open person in your adult life? My camp was very – emotions were encouraged and being demonstrative and expressive 
that was all encouraged. So it was particularly that camp, especially, or do you think all camps are kind of like camps that tend because to be of the like dynamic? That. And so, do you think that made you a more emotional, emotionally open person in your your, your adult life? It's hard to say. I think it prob, or it's easy to say. It probably worked both ways. You know, if I hadn't been the kind of person who was receptive to that kind of environment, I wouldn't have lasted ten summers associated with that camp. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that seeing people who I looked up to, who would cry and be like that was really shaped me a lot. So you saw some of the the counselors crying too. Yeah. Uh-huh. People cried. And that made you think it's cool to cry. It's fine to cry. I just have all these memories of having my arms around people and swaying back and forth by campfires like at the end of the session and it's the final sing along on we had a sing along every Friday night and the camp director would like tell stories and it was a fun wonderful thing. Cheesy as it sounds. And I remember at the last one it would just be you know, the de- director would be talking about camp is going to come to an-, an end for a year and we've had so much experience together and we can come back and, you know, you'd have your arms around your friends and people would just, tears would be running down people's faces. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Did you love your bunk mates? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And some people I didn't like, but even them I loved. Yeah. I remember there was one kid who was kind of a victim kid and I even really liked him. Did you miss... All of them, even the kids who were mean. No. No, no, okay. You didn't there was that. one kid who I think is like the first sociopath that I've ever met who I met at camp. Why? What was going on with him? He just was off. Well-liked and just showed his showed stuff to me sometimes in his behavior that I was like, was, I'm scared of this person. an example of that. Um, would get really angry and in a really intense, like flat, dead-eyed kind of way. Like, don't say that. Hmm. Um, and, like, was really, really competitive in, like, a not okay way with sports. You you, you didn't have a father in the picture growing up? No. Being, being a camp counselor had, I guess, being in that position of being, um, you know, or even enjoying teaching people about cool things, does that have any, is there any connection to you not having someone like that in your home life? I'm certain, I mean, your mom was like that, too, maybe to a degree. I'm but. certain that men like my uncles and friends of my mom showing me things that I thought were cool was such a positive experience for me that part of my enthusiasm for what we're calling showing people cool things comes from that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to wrap it up pretty soon. I just wanted to ask you one other thing. Yeah. Um, do you think that you are a a performer and somebody who likes to show people cool things because of camp? Or do you think that um, you enjoyed camp because you were already a kind of performer and enjoyed doing that? I think camp brought me out of my shell and made me more... I don't think I'm a performer because of camp, but in the set of reasons that I became a performer... Being at camp is one of them. More seeing people be awesome and expressive at camp. I wasn't ready to do it yet. I was still too shy and inside myself. But seeing other people be really funny at camp, I think, got me into doing it on my in my life. Have you ever thought about trying to – you mentioned this before, camp for adults, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any way you would want to spearhead a project that was a sort of weak – long getaway for adults to have the camp experience it sounds great like what um jesse thorne does with the like 
Max FunCon? Max FunCon. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? Sure. Have you ever done Max FunCon? No. Do you want to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'd Any, love to. Anything else you'd like to add about camp? Um, do you guys want to hear that story? I thought we heard it. No, there's one more story. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the story. It's related to that story, but it's just about... Um, okay. Of course. Sure. Hit us of course. Yeah. This is a story about the transition from camper to counselor, I think. So maybe it'll be a nice thing for us to end on. Please. I had this counselor named Mike for like three years um, of camp, which is weird. Usually it would change every year, but we had Mike for three years. I guess he liked us or if not, sucks for him. So I'm such a rule follower, like a good boy. And so I remember the counselors would always be exhausted in the mornings and just really dragging ass. And we would be like, why are you guys always so tired? We were kids. And they'd be like, we're up late programming for you guys. We do it. You know, we write the since it was Jewish, we had like a Jewish learning time every day and then a Hebrew time like language lessons at a certain point that was part of it so he was like we're writing lesson plans and programming and coming up with stuff he's like it's it goes till really late like that's why we're tired you guys need to shut up at nap time because we need that 25 minutes of sleep and we'd be like oh and i remember when i was when i was like 16 or 17 and i was thinking and, and it was possible that soon i would be in line to be a counselor one of the downsides for me, I was like, man, they always seem so tired and you have to do all that damn programming. Like that conversation really stuck with me. So Mike was a counselor the summer that I was hooking up with. I mean, the girl that I was hooking up with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one night, she and I are walking off hand in hand to go hook up in the lifeguard shed, life jacket shed. And we see Mike and the girl that he was hooking up with walking in I guess he wasn't a counselor he was visiting camp or something and he was walking off with a girl hand in hand to go hook up and we'd never talked about that conversation and it had happened years before so I don't think he remembered it but we our couples pass each other and I'm like hey man and he goes hey and then he looks right at me and he goes now you know why we were always so tired all the time and I was like and the scales dropped away from my eyes I had never put it together until then. But mm. then I was like, I guess I'm a grown-up now. Damn. Is there anything sad about that to you? The idea of becoming a, a grown-up and, and, and the, that naive innocence being it's, gone? It doesn't make me feel sad. It's very sweet that like I was so innocent that I thought this teenage boy is like working really hard until late into the night to like make camp wonderful wonderful for me and i it's like a sign of how much i trusted the institution of camp that everything was planned and that it wasn't run by flawed adults it was like a magical place where everybody understood the needs that i needed provided and were there to do it and were really doing their jobs hard they were like true blue the truth is like people were blowing off their responsibilities and never lesson planning and doing everything on the fly because they were exhausted from smoking pot and cigarettes and drinking and hooking up and having sex all night. But they they believed in camp too and they wanted – on some level, they were also there to participate in that um, illusion they were creating. And it really worked. I'm glad I got to have it for the time that I did. In a way, the, um, the realization that the place wasn't – as magical as you thought it was, was for them, it was because for them it was a place to create a place that was magical for them. Does that make sense? 
Yes, that's right. In their in their own way. Yeah. And yeah, it's a different kind of magic than you want when you're 11 that you do when you're 19. Right. But they still it's still really sweet on their part that you would go away from non-camp for the summer to like come back to this thing. And you know, there's kind of that character of like the guy who goes to camp for too long or the girl who can't not who you know, who still goes to camp and you're like you're too old. I have a friend who's like that. She still works at her camp. And you're kind of like grow up. But on another level, you just want to keep that magic in your life as long as you can have it. Thank you for being here and sharing stories and talking about your experiences as not just a camp counselor, but also as a camper. Thanks for having me. I had a really good time. Our guest, once again, was Zach Sherwin. Thank you to Donnie Devonian for being here as well. Thanks. Our engineer is Mike Flynn. Uh, my name is Brent Weinbach. The name of the program is Pointed Questions. Thank you for listening. <laughs>